Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 337. My name is Emily Rainbow Davis, and we are at the final Dragon Book post here today. You excited? Buckle up. <laughs> you know, I feel like I kept my, my fury at bay. I feel like I started mad with this book. And I and I ended even matter, but in the middle, I felt like I was just trying to keep it in check. And I mostly did it because it was mostly boring. So, <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, uh, so I'm gonna read that to you. If you haven't listened to the previous three of these or read them, um, that's okay. <laughs> I think you're you're not gonna miss much, um, but you might want to. You might want to like. Read the blogs like you're reading a book, you know, because you, you read from the beginning to the end. Most people do. Some people don't. Up to you. I'm not going to recommend you read the book book, as I'm sure you will understand if you've listened to the previous three of these or after you listen to this one. I think I think it will be clear that I do not recommend this book. Um, but if you do read it, I would love to hear your thoughts. In any case, here we are, in which I read that dragon book, The Final Chapters. If this is the first one of these you've encountered, just know that this is the fourth in a series. To sum up, I've been reading When Women Were Dragons because it rang a lot of bells for people in its similarity to my dragon blog and my audio drama. I recommend reading part one, part two, and part three first. If you're the kind of person who reads the end of the book first, start here. The final chapters. November 12th. Finally, after three more endings, I have finished this book. In addition to the last chapters, I also read the acknowledgments. If I'd known how furious the experience of reading all this would make me, I would not have read it before bed. But alas, there I was at 3.18 a.m. raging at the ceiling. The book itself turned out to be pretty low impact. The sister turns dragon and wins a Nobel Peace Prize. The dragons put an end to war. All war is over. I may have injured my eyes, rolling them at this point. But even though the dragons have changed the course of all human events by ending war, we still end up with Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan as presidents. It's just that they have to be political with dragons, too. I don't know. It just feels to me like if you significantly shift the course of human history by, say, including dragons and, I don't know, ending all war... The American people might make better presidential choices. But also, the dragons end war. I mean, cool, I guess. But it feels like the old chestnut of, if women ran the world, there'd be no war. Which, maybe so, I sure would like the opportunity to find out. But also, women like Marjorie Taylor Greene exist. And so does Amy Coney Barrett and also Lauren Boebert. We've got a lady fascist in the highest office in Italy. 
I just don't buy the women are more naturally peace-loving thing, which this book feels like it's leaning into. Side note, after telling us about all the dragon scientists and giving the dragon sister a Nobel Peace Prize and listing all the accomplishments of all the dragons, the protagonist tells us she chose not to be a dragon because she wanted to be a scientist. She just told us many dragons are scientists. If you didn't want to be a dragon, just say that. This protagonist is so repressed, I cannot deal. But aside from my eye-rolling injury, I don't think it was the end of the book that triggered my fury so much as the acknowledgments. The author lays out how she set out to write a book about rage and marvels at how it turned into a book about heart and memory instead. Really? I hadn't noticed. JK, I totally noticed. And I actually have shifted from rage to pity for this woman because she set out to write a book about rage and started to do it, but then she put the rage in a box, hid the box in a closet, and never opened it again. I can't help feeling like this woman could not be present with her own fury. She felt it, like so many of us did during the Kavanaugh hearings. She started to write through it and then had to repress it. She turned all those women into dragons with powerful bodies, protective scales, dangerous talons and teeth, the ability to breathe fire. And then she gave them some knitting and sent them to PTA meetings. She started the aunt out as a badass lesbian fighter pilot and then turned her into a domestic dragon who occasionally fixes a car or two. The four dragons and the quadruple all sleep in a nest together, but there isn't a whisper of sex among them, and they never get angry about discrimination. I feel like this author betrayed her own idea and all of her characters. Why make them dragons if this is what you do with them. They could just be seals or otters or moths or whatever cool creature. She set up an idea that all the women fled to a whole new society and then brought them back after a few years. There's a lot of setup in this book and there was not one single payoff. She explicitly set out to write about rage and then somehow scared herself out of it. As a formerly nice girl, I do understand how this could have happened, but I also want to scream something at her that I have heard my whole life and never thought I would ever want to say to anyone else. You're too nice. And, like, it would be fine if she'd set out to write a book about a nice society of nice dragons who live together and have nice times, but she did not set out to do that. She wanted to lean into rage and then couldn't do it. And that's kind of sad, actually. Like, so many women have been so deeply socialized to not feel their rage an entirely capable writer couldn't even do it when she wanted to. I'm rooting for her to actually open up that rage box and see what's in it. 
to feel the energy of fury, to let her rage loose and see what happens. And then there was the origin story of how this novel came about. Turns out it was some guy. Some guy asked her to write a story about dragons for his anthology, and so she agreed. That's it. Here I am, with dragons emerging out of the depths of my very being, identifying my heart out with fire-breathing beasts, and this lady gets a whole book deal out of some guy asking her to write him a little dragon something. She wasn't visited by the dragon idea, Damon, or Muse. She just did what a man told her to do. And I know this is a dumb thing to be mad about, but I actually know how to feel my rage now. And I know that sometimes it really is the little things. Somehow, I could deal with the idea of the muse delivering a dragoning to both of us. But learning that this isn't even an inspiration for her, but just a little assignment from an editor, that this book only exists because the writer couldn't say no to a man. Well, that pushed me over the edge. And also, it doesn't eliminate the possibility that reading my blog or listening to my podcast could have been a factor. The dude could have read or heard it, and rather than ask me to write a dragon story for his anthology, ask the award-winning writer instead. She herself could have read or heard it while looking for dragon material and just conveniently left me out of her narrative of how this book happened. Or my work could have nothing to do with any of this, which is weirdly worse because I'm even more insignificant in that scenario. And I'm sorry that this lady couldn't hang on to her rage long enough to write her book about it, but I have plenty of rage to spare. I have an abundance of anger, and some of it is for the bus under which women have been thrown, as well as the people and society that threw them there, and some of it is for my own sense of impotence in creating things in a world that is entirely indifferent to my work. You want someone to write about dragons and rage? I am right here. I am right here, breathing fire and ready to tear things apart. I can do nice. But now is not the time for nice, I'm sorry to say. Now is the time for rage. Someone give me a damn book deal. And another thing. Did you think this was over? So did I. But fake out endings were a hallmark of this book, so I feel entitled to one. How dare you write a woman dragon book without teeth? How dare you? Right now? What do you think? That all the men in charge are just going to give us our rights if we're just nice enough to them? If we knit them some comfy sweaters, they'll just hand us a guarantee of bodily autonomy? Come on. If ever there was a time for claws and teeth, it is now. We need fire. You could have given women some fuel, some fight, and you gave us a series of dragonish historical events. Boo! Try again. I suspected it might feel good to read this one. 
and it did. Uh, please feel free. If you would like to read it aloud yourself, I recommend it. It is it is nice to just, you know, tap into it a little bit to like be like, right, no, I am mad. I am, I'm very mad. I'm mad. I'm not mad about everything all the time, but, you know, this particular thing I'm definitely mad about, as well as, you know, the elimination of reproductive rights and all of the various erosions of various and sundry progress moments. <laughs> anyway, there's things to feel good about as well, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, uh... That's it on that book. This is it. This is I, I read to the end, even the acknowledgments. So that's all there is. I hope she does not write a sequel. I really, I can't imagine she will. I can't imagine this book is popular because nothing really happens in it. So, but you never know. People are weird. Um, so the song I have for you here today, I got really caught up in this. The dragons are ending all war bullshit. Sorry, I haven't sworn this whole time, and it's going to put an explicit rating on this uh, blog that didn't need one before, but god damn it. <laughs> I think it's required. <laughs> In any case, I got obsessed with this ending all war stuff bullshit because, uh, I, uh come on. You know what I'm saying? Come on. I, I Like, I, it's not, I'm not saying I can't buy dragons ending all war. Like, that's cool if that's what your story is. But th you got to tell that story. You can't just be like, oh, and by the way, the dragons ended all war. Like, how did they do it? How did they end all war? Please, this is the most significant question. Not like, oh, they did it. Great. Congratulations. No. I was teaching playwriting to a group of uh, elementary school kids I had to teach them about bullying because it was like some, you know, state mandated or city mandated curriculum they had to do. So we were trying to write plays about bullies. And in almost every one of their sweet little plays, they'd they'd write like a really uh, realistic sounding scenario where a bully was horrible to somebody. And then at some point, they say something like, okay, well, let's just be friends. And then they shake hands and they finish the play. And I was like, you know, <laughs> you've missed the most important part of this story if we're going to learn how to deal with these situations. And that is how you go from, uh, you know, a real conflict to a resolution. And let's all be friends is not an effective solution. Also, like, do you feel good about that solution? Like a bully's horrible to you. And then you're like, Oh, let's just be friends. And then everything's fine. I don't know, we had we had some interesting, fun conversations, and they did rewrite those plays, and they did get marginally better. But I feel like this is exactly that same sort of like elementary school understanding of like how things happen. Oh, they just ended all war. That's not what this book has been about the whole time, but all of a sudden the dragons ended all war. Anyway, because that idea is so stupid, <laughs> sorry, but it is. Uh, I was like, okay, well, I have to sing like a you know, good anti-war song because the thing is, you know, wars suck, but they do generate quite a lot of material. And uh, I went through so 
many anti-war songs, and I know quite a few, um, having been, you know, raised by a peace activist. <laughs> so, I, you know, I went, I went, I've, I, I listened, I tried to learn a few, and like, a lot of them aren't great. You know, like they're good. The message is good. But the song itself is kind of like me. Give you an example. John Lennon's Give Peace a Chance. This is a terrible song. There's nothing there. It's like nothing. I was like, oh, cover Give Peace a Chance. I look at it and I'm like, no, the message is nice, but there's no there there. You know, it's not a great song. Uh, but I listened to a bunch more and then, uh, Marvin Gaye's What's Going On came through my playlist and I was like, oh, this is actually a great song. Like, it's actually a great song, just period. Like, even if you didn't know what it was about, even if it weren't, uh, an anti-war song, it's still a great song. So that is what I have done here today. It was not easy, but I'm glad it. I did, and it was fun, and uh, it's, it's just actually an actually great song. Surprise. It's not a surprise. Marvin Gaye's amazing. So um, so that's going to happen here in a, in a little bit. Um, meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I really appreciate having your ears on this thing. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast, please tell somebody about it. Like, review, subscribe, share, do all the stuff. If you'd like to support it with your dollars, that would be amazing. Patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis is the sort of subscription model. And then there's also Ko-fi, there's PayPal. All those links are in the show notes, and it is always appreciated. As well as your ears here now with me, thank you. So, uh, what's going on? I did try to play it on electric guitar first because I got some new guitar pedals for Christmas and uh, I, I couldn't make it work. <laughs> Could, I couldn't make the pedals work with uh, my recording setup and I also could not play it well. It, it just didn't, it didn't sound right. So uh, it's on acoustic guitar and um, I think that's all you need to know. Uh, so here it is. What's going on? too many of you crying brother 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 there's far too many of you dying you know you got to find a way to bring some loving here today What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? Ah, ha, 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 ha. 
everybody thinks we're wrong Oh, but who are they to judge us Just because our hair is long You know you've got to find a way Bring some understanding here today Punish me, sister, with brutality, sister. Come on and talk to me, so you can see what's going, on. what's going, on. what's going, on. what's going, on. what's going on, 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 what's going on,